Tom Bernard Show with... Uh, Sprint Bernard <laughs> All right, let's start again. <laughs> Catherine, for Christ's sake, what are Aren't you doing? Aren't I supposed to go next? I always did. Yeah. All right. Tom Bernard Show with... Alex Brandt Bernard Rasmussen. Co-host Catherine Brandt. Tevin Pittman. Andy Brandt Bernard. And Mike Polina. Cluster F. Cluster <laughs> <laughs> cluck? Yes, exactly. We'll get we'll be right back in a couple of seconds, Tom Bernard Show. Walzer Automotive Group started in Minnesota over 60 years ago. Most people know something about the Walzer way. Up front, no haggle pricing, work with one person from start to finish, or the free lifetime powertrain warranty on most vehicles sold in Minnesota. What you might not know is they are the only automotive group that is a member of the Keystone Club. They join such great Minnesota companies as General Mills, Target, Cargill, the Twins, Wolves, and Vikings in pledging 5% pre-tax profits to local charities. It's a great example of their core values. Do the right thing, display positive energy, be open-minded, and lead by example. So if you're in the market for a new or used car, check out walzer.com or stop into one of their dealerships. Please don't say... Tell them Tommy sent you, because it sounds fake, and I hate it. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company, and they start asking you questions, or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys, makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. You make me feel so young. You make me feel like spring sprung. Every time I see you grin, such a happy individual. I, see, I can't remember this now because, you know, between the morning show and this show, I can't I remember what happens when, some days, when it's like a week later. But Alex, you would have been very upset because somebody didn't remember Frank Sinatra's name and called him What's-His-Face. <laughs> Was oh, it you know, what's his face? Yeah, yeah it was Mike Molina. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was Molina all the way. Could never forget Frank. I can't remember. Did you? So that wasn't on this show. That was on the morning show. Must have been on the morning show. Yeah, yeah. must have been. I don't remember that. Twenty years today since he passed away. Twenty years today. R.I.P. And if it had not been for my uncle Frank, my mom wanted to name me Francis Albert. But what about your uncle? Frank? Well, he, he already is Francis Albert. Because yeah, my grandma so, he was a huge Frank Sinatra fan. Yeah, but so what? You can be two Francis Albert Sinatra. Yeah. Didn't want a junior? Nope. <laughs> Fran, Francis Albert Molina. Maybe his uncle was terrible. Frankie yeah, he Molina. Not, he's not a nice guy. Okay. Oh, there, I will tell you this. You I'm only the second Tom Bernard in the history of my family, and the first one got deported, so. <laughs> Kicked out of Scotland. <laughs> really good. For running on the royal lawn. Well, my dad's dad, my other grandpa, he, speaking of bad grandpas, yeah, he got deported. Back to the back to Sicily for tax evasion. Oh my god! <laughs> Typical. Nice, yeah. Nice radio people. <laughs> you know, the greatest part of this is the black guy at the end of the table is going, "Hey, my family's great." <laughs> we never did any of that. No issues over here. No issues over here. That's fantastic. I love that. I want to see now. We got to read this when Alex is here because this is very this, this is very Alex specific. Alex specific. Are you telling me that the phrase happy meal is false advertising? Apparently, eating fast food puts you in a bad mood, at least according to an author named Rachel Kelly, who wrote a new book called The Happiness Diet. I have that book. Oh, God, here we go. (laughs) She says it's because of all the trans fats in the food, especially fries. 
They mess with the levels of omega-3 fatty acids in your body, which can lead you to being pessimistic, aggressive, and depressed. And fast food isn't the only food that she says will burn you out, or will bum you out, excuse me. Basically, everything that tastes good will. Ameri- uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. McDonald's hasn't had trans fat for a decade. That's what I thought. So, <laughs> Well, plus the fact, now let me run this by you. Okay, so here, here's some of the foods she says will make, put you in a bad mood. Diet soda, sugary cereal, prepackaged donuts, shortening and margarine, salty snacks and canned food. Literally everything. But doesn't wouldn't that depend on how much of it you ate? Yeah, I think that that's part of the whole thing. It's like, yes, I like to eat vegetables. I think everyone is aware of that. But No! But I also will eat french fries and stuff like that because right. they're good. But I'm not going to eat them all the time because they're not good for you. Well, now you'll have to keep a food diary, and when you eat that, see if you're in a bad mood directly afterwards. Well, and see, that's the thing. It's like I've I've never been affected by what I eat. Like, if I eat too much sugar, I definitely do. But it's, you know, some people, it's like, oh, I eat dairy, and I feel sick, or blah, blah, blah. I've never had that, but a lot of people do. peppers. You know what I think this is really all about? The happiness diet and all the rest of it. It's just another person out there trying to, oh, you're you're a victim. You're a victim of big, big fast food. Mm. Look, sugary cereal. Yes, if if you eat too much sugar, you're going to be frosted in a bad sugar mood. bombs. Yeah, yeah frosted like sugar Calvin bombs. and Hobbs. Yeah, frosted sugar bombs. Yeah. But if you eat too much sugar, you're going to get crabby as hell, which would be in prepackaged donuts. Depends on how much you eat of it. So apparently, what Rachel Kelly's trying to do is convince everybody that you're the victim of this food. It's like, no, everybody's a victim of everything. I don't think no. she's trying to make it no, victims. I don't it's think. just that people, you know, need to understand that your ch- food choices is not just about your weight. It's also about your attitude and everything else. I mean, yeah. food does affect people. Yeah, calorie okay. isn't a calorie. You can watch, you can watch a toddler eat. Yes. And within 15 minutes to a half an hour, they get a surge of energy and they're running around like maniacs. It doesn't That's matter true. what they eat. That's true. 100%. But if they eat anything. So if you feed them like really bad, you know, food with tons of sugar, you're going to get some hyperactive behavior. Oh, my- and, and not that they they claim that sugar doesn't cause hyperactivity, but it's definitely going to increase their behavior. Well, that's I can promise you for a fact that sugar changes certain people's behavior because my niece she could eat an entire meal and act totally normal and then have a cupcake and be an absolute lunatic sounds like she's diabetic she's not diabetic (laughs) (laughs) well tom you say you can't can't eat sugary things or you can't sleep oh i can't if i eat sugary things at night i cannot sleep and most people wouldn't make the correlation they'd be like i just don't know why i can't sleep i'll just take a pill just eat some and i'll just have another cupcake and and I also know people for $400. I I know two or three different people that drink at least three cups of coffee before they go to bed because they sleep like a rock. Paradoxical effect. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, paradoxical effect. Mm -hmm. All that extra caffeine makes them sleep. I don't know why that would be. That would be nice. Chug down a bunch of coffee and go right to sleep. And doze off. It would be fantastic. Ritalin. If you don't have ADHD and you take a Ritalin, it calms you down. I mean, it winds you up but yeah. it is weird when you have to give up something like that because i gave up coffee for lent last year and that just messed me up they I mean, give you a headache yeah, headaches yeah oh my just, god if yeah. dan tried to stop drinking coffee i think he'd die oh. <laughs> i think he would just he would just pass get away. so sleepy and die really he drinks so much caffeine really so oh, he, he does, much caffeine. he does like the five hour bombs and everything doesn't he, he takes caffeine pills yep. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> yeah Healthy. he's like the, it's ridiculous. It's something that I've talked to him so many times about. I'm like, this is not good that? for you. Me? Because you have a caffeine problem? He definitely has a caffeine problem, for sure. <laughs> really? For sure. He can't, like, and it's so weird because if I'm like, oh, I feel kind of tired, I think I should try to take a nap. He's like, no, I'll just pop some caffeine pills and keep getting stuff done. I'm like, okay. So how much caffeine are in the caffeine pills? I don't know. Oh, no dose? He takes no dose? He doesn't take no, they're just caffeine pills. That's what no dose is, right? Well, it's not no dose that he takes. They're just. Yeah, they're generic. Generic, yeah. Oh. Caffeine pills, yeah. Because I remember people used to take that to study Mm. no dose. Really? Oh, yeah, for sure. So, how much caffeine a day do you think he does? Like, constantly. I don't even. I don't even want to think about 
how much caffeine he consumes. It's IV drip of caffeine. It's insane. He has an IV drip. Well, and the interesting thing about him is when we did that three-day juice cleanse, the first two days, he was so crabby. He was like, this is stupid. I've never wanted to do this. Why are we doing this? I'm just going to eat something. Like, he was so crabby. And then the third day, he was like, I feel great. I have so much energy. This is amazing. And then he didn't drink coffee for, like, two months. Oh, really? Yeah, but then he started eating, you know, so this connects back to the happiness diet thing. He started eating because he eats kind of like crap at work because I'm not there to be like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Um, That's that's what everyone needs. To nag. (laughs) Yeah, we need a nagger. That's great. No, I learned to stop nagging him. Nagging up a store. But at home we eat really clean because I do all of the cooking and grocery shopping, and he just eats whatever you put in front of him, so... He eats really well. Yeah, but then at work he's like, oh, well, Arby's is right there. So I'll tell you the truth. If somebody put a bunch of kale in front of me, that would put me in a bad mood. Mm. Before I even ate it, well, you like, would just Ugh. get up. You'd just yeah, get you up, drive leave. to Byerly's, and get a meatloaf. That's what you. Ooh, would do. I get a meatloaf. <laughs> oh my gosh. Who wouldn't get a meatloaf? There we go. I wouldn't get. A now meatloaf. we're talking. Now we're talking. Happiness diet. Happiness diet. Meatloaf. I mean, there's there's definitely something to be said about like ice cream. It tastes good and it makes you happy because that's you know there's ice it, cream's there's, job. It's, it's like, its job. Yeah, it, there's soul food. That it's like, this makes my soul happy. So it's not like, you know, on a chemical whatever level, maybe it's not the best thing for you, but... Lasagna from D'Amico's. Yeah, see, there's just... Oh, the D'Amico from Yeah, there's foods where it's just like, if I don't... (laughs) See? If I didn't eat this, I'd be sadder, even though it's not good, that great for me. I'm trying to find this story about a guy who's suing Halo Top... Oh, I heard about this. Did he crap his it's pants so in public? No, I bet he did. No, I bet he just so crapped stupid. his pants right it's in public. It's really stupid. Oh, I bet he did. It wasn't like what soft or creamy it's enough for him. It. It's hard and it's not creamy enough. And he said because it's yellow, it reminds him of butter, which the halo. makes him yeah the hell yeah it's halo, so it makes him think of an angel's halo, which is yellow, which reminds him of butter, which oh. reminds him of creaminess. So and the again, ice cream isn't creamy, so we're shame on you. Giving a crazy person what? attention yep. once again. Yep. I think he wants five million dollars. Five million. Yeah. To begin, yeah, he wants to start with five. That's million. another thing. The halo top thing drives me crazy. If you're gonna eat ice cream, just eat some ice cream. What? So very low calorie. But why? Just it's not good. It, Vol- does, no. it doesn't it taste. Too. It doesn't taste nearly as good, as, and it makes you poop like, your pants. So don't eat that. <laughs> it will make you poop your pants. <laughs> One fourth the calorie. I know, but calories. It's that's. Here's the thing. I've been having acid reflux with this pregnancy and ice cream really helps. And so Whoa. I was eating um half baked, which is cookie dough mm-hmm. what you should eat and brownie chunks ice cream, which is delicious. Yep. Yeah. And then I was like, I'm gonna get the fro yo in my fridge yeah, right now. So good. <laughs> um I and I ran out of it and I was like, oh well, I'll get the fro yo version because it's half the calories or whatever. It was not nearly as good and i was like this is stupid yeah, and it's no. still sitting in my freezer and i just want to burn it i don't really like halo talk <laughs> well remember it's Andy, not good dan was giving us tips on saturday that ben and jerry's is like a dollar fifty yeah. a pint yeah until tuesday yeah what yeah. why for a just mother's day special stamps. is that what london byerly's yes london byerly's it's usually like five dollars or six dollars is that if you've got the app do you have to have the app no it's a mother's day special because now london byerly's you have to be a member or something and have the app have the booklet. Yeah, but then I'd Chinook book. eat gallons of ice cream and you can be fat. control yourself. Well, the thing it's like every night my acid reflux hurts. And so I have, like, I take the pint of ice cream out and I have some spoonfuls and then I put it back in the fridge. And that's way better than eating an entire pint of crap Halo Top that tastes like. <laughs> the sea salt caramel's good. I'm just uh, telling you. And then we'll make you have good. diarrhea. I think I it might be a change in taste buds with age thing. Oh, here we Dad's go. Dad's old. Oh, there's so tons of stuff that I used to really love. And yeah, now it's like, I can't. Margot Gitter. <laughs> what's her face? What's her face? Cat. Halo Top reminds me of that ice cream. Remember in cafeterias as a kid, you got like that little cup and it came with yeah, a spoon? The, yep, yeah, like yeah. the wooden yeah. stick. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah oh, that's that's what Halo Mallow Top. Mallow cups? Not Mallow cups. But those were so good when we were kids. They were really good. 
but it's if you horrible. had one now, you'd be like, this is awful. Yeah. And that's what Halo Top tastes like. I loved everything as a kid, but now yeah. it's, there's so many things that I eat them, and I'm like, did it change or did I change? I know. Because you never really know. You ate so many. Th- I mean, I ate Funyuns. I loved Funyuns. You ate a Funyuns. lot of Funyuns. I loved Funyuns. Yeah. Now, if you put a Funyun in front of me, I'd probably throw up. They were the worst tasting things in the history of the world. And they smell for days. So bad. Somebody no. opens up a, can, oh a bag of those four miles away, and you can smell it. Yeah, I like lived it. off of Dr. Pepper and Funyuns. <laughs> like, and cheesy poofs or whatever. So cheesy bad. Yeah. Yep, oh, cheesy yeah, the cheese They came in the big, like, five-gallon yeah. bucket yep. looking From thing. From Costco, yeah. once again. Okay, <laughs> we really do need to shut down Twitter and Facebook. We're just going to shut it down? And here's the reason we got to shut it down. I don't there, but who I agree. We, who do we contact? I just got an alert from a friend of mine that somebody is on Twitter complaining that I used that word in front of Tevin. What word? Oh, Nagger. Geez. Oh, f- oh. They don't think I should have Are used sure? that. Well, I, I am the resident Negro here on the Yeah, yeah but nag show. to nag a oh, person who Oh, that just now? Yeah. yeah, just now. Oh, well, get over yourself. That's the from, uh, <laughs> Who's exactly. complaining? From What's-His-Face on South Park when he's yeah. on Wheel of Fortune. People who annoy you. People who annoy you. Naggers. Like, I don't think I should yeah. say it. Yeah. Well, and remember the, the camera, the camera guy. <laughs> he leans from behind the camera. Uh, you going to say it? You going to say it? It's phenomenal. Pat Sajax is like, we'll go to commercial. He's, it's so awkward, the whole audience. You got it, uh, that clip. That is very funny. That show can be really funny still sometimes. When they did the pious, instead of the Prius, the, the pious episode. They were smelling each other's yeah. farts. Uh, <laughs> What? Oh, now Catherine's giving me the, I'm far above all of that. So very far above. You're far above all of it. <laughs> too classy for this true. conversation. Yeah, I just can't believe a guy's suing Halo Top because it's not soft and creamy. <laughs> it's it's too easy to sue. <laughs> it well, sure is. We, Who can gee, sue Doc? Let me put my hand up. I, nobody ever sues me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've my God. I've never been God. sued. I can probably say it. Just wait. There's three of them right now, as a matter of fact. So that's perfect. Life is grand. Oh, he's got $2? We should go get $2. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Can you not just, like, say, go to hell, I'm not participating? No, because they win automatically then. Oh. America's justice system is way out of whack. Yeah, something's got to give. It's crazy. It's true. It is crazy. In most countries, if you sue someone and lose, you pay them. Yeah, that should be the case. That should be the case. But if you sue someone American, lose nothing happens. Yeah, but you should at least have to cover their lawyer fees. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I know. Well, lawyers are I real thought cheap. you have to counter sue for for damages. If somebody sues you, then you can you can yeah. counter sue. But yeah. but but now, like now that you know those kind of attorneys cost seven hundred dollars an hour. Yeah. You can't, yeah, Mike, yeah, Mike Bryant. Bryant. Yeah, yeah, Mike Bryant. Way to <laughs> He's go. not that kind of attorney. We'll be right back, Tom Bernard Show. Hi, this is Tom. If you spend any time at the lake, you can relate to the pure joy of hanging out on the dock. You, family, friends, and the calm of the water. If this sounds like heaven, you're going to want a flow dock. Flow docks are rock solid with double bracing to eliminate side-to-side sway. And get this, you can install, level, and remove your flow dock without even getting into the water. You see, Flo's passion to invent a better way to make life easier comes through in every product they make, right down to Flo boat lifts that are quieter, faster, and effortless to install and use. Are you starting to see a pattern here? Flo is about making things easy, meaning you have more time to enjoy being at the lake. Isn't that why you go there in the first place? See for yourself why they say they've been perfecting leisure time since 1983. See them at floeintl.com. Flow docks and lifts. A better way. It's Tom telling you how easy it's been for me to lose weight on the Nutramost weight loss plan, and now you can find out how to have success losing weight at Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth, just like me, at their free informational dinner on Monday, May 21st, 6 p.m. at Jake's in Plymouth. Those unwanted pounds will melt away really fast. I lost over 40 pounds at Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth after being educated on clean eating, finding out what foods my body prefers, and I now know the foods that are weight gain triggers. As I've said over and over again, the Nutramost weight loss plan is so easy, they guarantee that you lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. There's no exercise, shots, drugs, prepackaged food, and I'm never hungry. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth has helped me change my life, and I know they can help you too. Call now to register for the Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth dinner on May 21st. To register, call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Yeah. 
this is the stuff that wanted to make me shoot myself when you were kids. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to this kind of stuff, it was like, this is painful to my ears. So <laughs> listen to this. <laughs> so oh many times God. last night. Oh God. Because it would end and she'd go, Elmo, drive, car. Oh, yeah. Again. That's all she did. Every, every time I do something with Vaughn, she goes, again. 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 Yep, but that's her new jam. She heard it at our niece's recital oh, on Saturday and that ever since. She heard Elmo, it. car, drive. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, dear. We'll take care of it. That's why I liked Raffi because that was at least listenable. Yes. Mm-hmm. All I those know, little chipmunky yeah, songs and those yeah. high pitched. You don't like the chipmunks? The Christmas chipmunks. Phenomenal. Hair Bear songs. The thing I don't understand about Elmo <laughs> is Fawn has never watched Sesame Street. Well, kids just like things at random. They don't why yeah, they why do. do you think all the Disney characters sort of look, they all have gigantic mm-hmm. eyes and they're yeah. all yeah, they colorful. look and sound like babies and that's it's why a, they it's like it's them. Exactly. She doesn't give a crap about anybody else on Sesame no, Street. No, I'm just saying that appeal, Elmo, it's a broad appeal to kids. Well, to, I know, but it's just like Elmo just has this special. Yeah, kids just love Elmo. I don't Elmo. know what it is about yeah. Elmo. Well, it's like when uh, we were kids. Remember that Tickle Me Elmo was oh the biggest yeah, Christmas dude, thing? Yeah. They oh. still have them. Oh, yeah. My yeah, favorite memory of Tickle Me Elmo. It was at, um, what's that school I got expelled from? Which, Cedar which Crest. One? Which one? One of the four or which five. One? Cedar Crest. It is which one? There's a lot of them. I was at Cedar Crest, and they were doing morning mass or whatever, and one of the teacher's kids was in back for some reason, and he had to tickle me Elmo. And I guess it was broken or something, because he was playing with it, and tickle, tickle me Elmo goes, you're tickling me! <laughs> <laughs> I remember, <laughs> yeah, right in the middle of mass, and I was like, oh, my God, what the hell? Oh. So, you know, my mom wouldn't let us listen to any kid music. We had to listen to the KQ Morning Show. So you can imagine pulling oh, up to a Catholic school uh, and having the nuns on the, on the block. We Whoops. weren't allowed to listen to the KQ no. Morning Show. No. Uncle like, Tommy, I'm sorry. Uncle oh Tommy, and the nuns are like, This is 21 and in. over. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? I know your bus driver listened to it, though, and I was like, yeah. inappropriate no, 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 no. for elementary yeah. school children. Yeah. Yeah. You're ruining our rating. <laughs> this was 20 years ago. Yeah, it's still ruining our rating. We only had a 29 more... share 20, 20 years ago. 29 share wasn't high enough. You know, back then, back then, at the absolute height of the KQ Morning Show, and the only reason it's changed is basically people under 35 don't listen to the radio anymore. Yeah. They don't watch television, they don't listen to the radio, and they don't read newspapers. For some reason, this generation, more than any, just will not do anything that their parents had anything to do with. That yep. is true. It's I don't know why. True. Yeah. Absolutely true. But, uh, yeah, back in those days, at the absolute peak of the KQ Morning Show, we had a 29 share, and you'd have to take the next five radio stations and add them together, and they still didn't have a 29 Well, that's never that happening ever again in America. Oh, God, no. Oh. It'll never happen again. There's no again. way. No. Never happen again. All Maybe right. in, like, somewhere in Africa. Somewhere well, in Africa. Oh, the radio radio so they have the internet in Africa. <laughs> well, yeah, but that. I mean, I don't think the uh, trends are exactly the same in Africa as they are here. Probably not. I think people are still, the radio is still bigger in Africa because. More well, accessible, it's, it's, maybe. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to, you know, all you need is a radio. But we still get banned over there, so. Or at least Qatar. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we're that, we're banned yeah. in Qatar. No Tom. Bernard well, they're nothing show in but Qatar trouble over there anyway. So. Since the day they were born. Oh, does Omni has stats like that? I'm assuming. Omni does. Oh, I would. I would. Oh, you mean the countries we're banned from? Because what were we countries banned were... in? Like Paraguay too, or something? China. Well, China bans everything. Yeah, from China America. just has I want to know what like, room full of board members were like. Congressmen were like, you know what? That KQ morning show out in Minneapolis can't we, have it here. We had that dear listener, uh, Mary, who's somewhere Mary in Qatar. From Qatar oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, military. Yep. He's in the military. She must she... listen on the on her computer somehow. Get around it. I don't want her to be jailed for listening to this <laughs> podcast. Great. Yeah, she did, she uses like a VPN or something Worth to listen. It. I don't think they really <laughs> care that much. It's more like you know, we have laws that are like. Well, you I think, shouldn't do it, but I, everyone does. Well, so. I know, but the thing is, is that if they want to get you for something and then they can pile on the things that you're doing wrong, that's it's the true. problem. Yeah, you don't want that. 
All right, Alex, you don't have to tell me what it is, but just tell me if the, your baby's name is in the top 10 baby names. It is not. I can promise you that. It's not? I every it's name we Buck. Every name we've ever... Th- it's not Buck. Please. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> FYI, I've heard Buck. that joke about 30,000 times this pregnancy. Fawn and Buck. <laughs> yeah. Fawn and Buck. Hilarious. Buck Rasmussen here <laughs> on the KQ Morning Show. I like I it. it. Buck over. Rasmussen. Buck Rasmussen. Definitely could be a sports reporter with that name. Buck, Buck Rasmussen. Oh Let's now get out of the field and Buck Rasmussen. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, if you're having a girl, are you gonna name it Doe, and a boy, you're gonna name it Buck? No. We at least found a nickname for the kid. Never, (laughs) Bucky. No matter what you name him, we're calling him Buck. Uncle Buck. Oh my god. Oh, don't bring up Uncle Buck. Thanks for that, Mom. That's great. It's a great movie. Kevin Meany did the TV show Uncle Buck. It was John Candy that did the movie, but then Kevin Meany starred in the. TV series, and he found out while sitting at our table at KQRS that it had been canceled. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God, it was just unbelievable. You know, he was around for a lot of tragedy. He was there the day that that psycho over in Milwaukee was arrested. What was his name again? Um, I always forget that guy's name. Jeffrey I don't know. Dahmer. Dahmer. Yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer. Dahmer. He was yeah. in, because he's the one who came up with the great line. Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine the landlord going up to the, his apartment because he had heads in the refrigerator and he massacred people. The landlord opens the door and goes, all this carpet's got to go. <laughs> yeah, he had people melting away in buckets, oh. I imagine. Yeah, there were people melting in buckets. Uh, the carpet had to go. What are, yeah. So what are the top ten? No, I go on the Social Security website whenever we think of a name and make sure it's not in the top 100. I think oh, the really? chat guessed what it's going to be. What? Compost. <laughs> Compost Rasmussen. I like it. Compost Rasmussen. I, I do like love compost. Let's call him Compy. Compy, come here. No. No. It's going to be another one. No. It's all uh, the kids ever. Okay, number 10 is Jacob. Oh, then that's surprising. Oliver. Yeah, Oliver. Elijah. Mason. I was going to say Mason's definitely in there. Benjamin. Logan. James. James. No, that's surprising. How'd that happen? That is surprising. Uh, Well, Benjamin, too. Uh, William is in there, so Bill's in there. Noah, which was number one last year. Yeah. Uh, And Liam. Liam, yeah. Uh, There's that many Irish people in America that they Liam people. Nobody's Irish that's naming their kid Liam. No, they see Liam Neeson and they're like, like, I like Liam. Why would you like Liam Neeson? Here's a guy who does nothing but no, complain. People, people just love the name Liam. And Aiden, that's another popular Aiden, one. I remember Jayden, Aiden, Braden, yeah. Aiden, Braden, Jaden. I was... It's much harder to find a name for a boy than it is a girl. No, it's not. Tom is a great name. Okay. Yeah. Or Michael. But it's like... Tom Michael Rasmussen. has been in the top, yep. like, 20 oh. since... Yeah. Because you can it's, go on the Social Security website and look up, like... Back to, like, 1850 or something. Yeah, yeah. top Don't names. Do I, to do? I, you go to the Social Security <laughs> website? I did 1850. <laughs> well, no, because I was thinking of... Well, I was like, we need to find names for this kid because we didn't have any names for the longest time. And I was like, oh, we like like old names. Yeah, you don't want a freak name, old but you name. don't want the most common name ever. So yeah. you have to no, get a freak name. Yeah, and so I went That's on the so, Social Security website mm-hmm. and I was like, 1850. Like, what were the top names in 1850. And it was, yeah, like Michael, Thomas. We were number one for like 50 years. Yeah. Yeah. But it's still. You go into a coffee shop and yell out Mike. Yeah. Well, that literally happened in Friends. Friends. That's how they found Phoebe's (laughs) husband. Because he (laughs) said. Oh, yeah. uh, Joey said that he had a uh, date for Phoebe. But then he like forgot to ask the guy. (laughs) So he goes into um, Central Perk and goes. Mike! And the guy goes, yeah? And he's like, okay. <laughs> and that's how Phoebe met her husband. I liked uh, his character on He was only show. one Mike? Well. That's a, At that time. Yeah. Yeah. That was rather was odd. I think there'd be more Mike. than one. Yeah. yeah, Mike, I know more Mikes than I know any other named oh, yeah. person. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah. There are more Mikes than any other. Yeah, so but that's it's the still... top ten new baby names. Yeah. Boy names. Um, I wonder if there's like a... Like most common, just names in general. Muhammad. Yeah, Muhammad is up there. I know in St. Cloud, that's the number one name. There we go. Most popular given names. Um, (laughs) In America. And I only remember that from that movie with McLovin. 
Because he was either going to, yeah, he's going to name himself Muhammad or McLovin. They're all very, like, (laughs) (laughs) they're all, uh, they're all very, uh, you know, standard. James, John, Robert, Michael, William, David. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. The most common names where? In America. Over in China, all overall. In China, yes, in China, David Chan. Well, that's like Dan's family. He's got Daniel, Michael, David, and Christopher. Yeah, that'll do it. It's like well, Terry, Tom, Todd, Tony, and Troy aren't exactly out there either. Well, yeah, and all of Dan's uncles' names on his dad's side—they're all very normal. That's how it used to be. Like, I know. Yeah, not any longer. So not, now people yeah. are naming their kids Fawn. Then <laughs> <And> Buck. <laughs> <laughs> We're calling him Buck no matter what. You're on my list. <laughs> oh, look, she's here with Buck. Buck and Fawn are here. <laughs> it's going to be the greatest ever. Annoying I'm Alex. not going to bring him. <laughs> you won't see him. I have control whether or not you see your I'm, grandchild. I'm you know that, right? I'm never bringing my grandchild Anywhere near you. Near you. <laughs> okay, you... for the girl. If they're wrong, because you said 15% of the time they're wrong, picking the sex of the baby. Yep. Even though they've yep. had an ultrasound, which yeah. is surprising. Which is amazing. 15% yeah. of I mean, parents are told the incorrect gender even after an ultrasound. But so. it's weird. One has a package and the other one doesn't. How do they not know that? I don't know. Like Must be Friday. The person hasn't had any right. coffee. They don't That's really right. care. They, don't care anymore. they just wrote down They're something. They're trying to get out of town. They're going <laughs> exactly. out for the weekend. Exactly. No and interest. It looks like you have a daughter. <laughs> well, that's like if you were an ultrasound technician and you were like, these parents kind of suck. I'm going to tell them the wrong gender. There you go. Well, what are they going to do happen. about it? That's true. Okay, you ready? Show up ready. The Social Security Administration just released its data on the most popular baby names of last year, and, well, they don't look that different from 2016, 15, 14, 13, 12, 11, or 10. So Harper. Uh, So girls. Is Harper on that? Abigail. Evelyn. Amelia. Charlotte. Mia. Sophia. Isabella. Were they all Italian? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like every person on here's name is Italian. Amelia, Sophia, Mia, Sophia, Isabella, Ava, Olivia. Yep. Olivia. Olivia's yeah. got to be on there. And Emma. Oh, and Emma's making a comeback. Name is, Emma's number I'm one. I'm surprised Harper's not on there. Harper's, Harper's not been, on there. I um I have a friend who has a friend who had a daughter and they named her Olivia Harper and it was like that was the number one and number two name oh, that God. year. Yeah, don't do that. Say no Gladys on the list. Yeah. No Gladys. No, no Theophila. <laughs> no Ruth. <laughs> Helen. No Bojana. No Bojanas. Why isn't there a Theophila? The love of God. That should be on there. Why isn't I think that name was made up? It's a lot yeah. to live up to. No, You're, she was named after a nun actually. The love of God, Theophila. Grandma's, my, my grandma's had some interesting names. <laughs> Although my... Bohemian names are not exactly Bojana, pretty. Her, her mom's name is Bojana Ludmilla. It is. A very old country pretty. name. Also known as Betty. <laughs> yeah. A.K.A. Betty. Well, there's a moth named Hypercompy Theophila. See, there you go, Theophila. In a Col- moth. A Colombian moth. Okay. I will ta- name your kid Hyper and then they'll be mellow. That's how it usually works. Remember I told you that my mother's father was one of the biggest jerks I ever met in my entire life? Plus he had a lateral ass. That's the other thing. Somebody's calling. We got a guest. Well, not yet. We only got a minute to go. Well, we got a guest. Okay, well, we can Hello. Hello. Did you send it to me? Uh, I need Cassie. Oh, we still can't. We still didn't get that done. Sorry. Well, we're going to break in about a minute. We want your opinion on this, though. Okay, Joyce? Yes? Do you pronounce your last name Boulevant? That's right. And what does Boulevant mean? You really want to know? I do, yes. Beautiful child. Oh, Bel Enfant. I like it. So, so, Joyce, we were just going through the most popular names, and I was about to tell a story about my horrible grandfather. My mother's name was Theophila. She was named after a nun. It means the love of God. So that's why oh, I asked you what, nice. what Boulefant meant, beautiful child. So Theophila means the love of God, except her own father couldn't pronounce her name. He called her Theophalpha. Mm. <laughs> that's really good, isn't it? Perfect. Joyce, we're going to take a very brief break. We'll be right back, right after this, okay? Okay, thank right, you. Right back, two minutes, Tom Bernard Show. Chris Lindahl's here. 
talk about people wanting to sell their homes, but uh, the problem is they don't know where they're going to go. That's right. Yeah, the biggest challenge right now is you know you can sell your house and you can sell your house for more money with the Chris Lindahl team. The issue is, is where are you going to go? You know, are you going to move in with your parents, your grandparents? Are you going to have a hotel, townhome for temporary housing? Or are you going to move in with Tom? Well, they're not going to move in with me. <laughs> they might move in with Chris, though, ladies and gentlemen. That's K-R-I-S, by the way. We have to reach right out to them. Where are they going to go? Yeah, so we have a you-don't-have-to-move-twice guarantee yeah, like where that. there's there's five steps that we take at the Chris Lindahl team where we put those things in your contract when we represent you so that you're protected so you don't move twice. You're in control because you're the seller, and when you find a property, then you sell. It's a wonderful thing. So you've got the answer. I have the answer. Here we go. <laughs> That's why they're America's number one REMAX results team. We'll give the first five callers a free copy of Chris's number one best-selling book, Sold, chrislindahl.com, or you can call 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Sabre Techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Sabre's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. So make the call to Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning today. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Smiles we gave to one another For the way we Why are you playing that? No, just thinking about old school names, the way they were. Yeah, the way they were, it's true. Yeah, Joyce, we were just going through the most popular names of today, and um, Mike Molina's on the on the show, and he, of course, every other guy's name was Mike. Were you ever married to a Mike? Oh, me? Yeah. <laughs> yes, you. I've never married a Mike. I, I Tom, Dick, and Harry, yes. No more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of TV's most familiar faces, Joyce Boulevant, releases her memoirs entitled My Four Hollywood Husbands. Um, this makes it sound very embarrassing. <laughs> I disagree. They were not easy to live with, I bet. Well, I was in love with each one of them. And I was a child of the 50s, so I believed if you went to bed with anyone or wanted to, then you certainly had to marry them. And that's not a good idea. Uh, but the main problem was I was very attracted to people who were sad and drank oh. a lot. And oh. I thought that I, by loving them, my ego was so big, I thought if I love them then they won't need to drink anymore. They'll be happy. And it doesn't work that way. No. And I realized through life and a lot of trial and error and a lot of learning and reading was that my codependency just fed into their disease of alcoholism. Did you grow up in a family that, that had uh, alcohol as a problem? Because I did, well, actually. Not that I knew of, but you would think so. Um it wasn't until many years later that I realized for a time my father had a drinking problem. Oh, okay. But I didn't know that because I was just such a little girl when they were, they were divorced. And um, I lived in foster homes and an orphanage. And uh, I don't know. I think one time when I was in therapy asking somebody, what do I do? I don't want to keep making this mistake. Um, they said, you know, your love of taking care of little children, don't think that you're such a terrific person. You're just taking care of yourself as a child because yeah. they represent you as a child. I can see and that. You, it, it's a big mistake. It's a, it, codependency is as bad as being an alcoholic. Mm, yeah, well, I, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Uh, one well, two... I mean, you certainly can't help an alcoholic by by being uh, letting their bad behavior interfere in the health of your life <laughs> and certainly the health of your children. Yeah. Oh my, I'm getting very serious. But the book <laughs> has a lot of very happy things in it. Yes, it's sure all that. about the golden age of Hollywood and Broadway and traveling and the glamour part. But mostly the most wonderful part is a love affair 
with my husband, Roger Perry, that winds sure. in and out of the whole book and Roger ends Perry. up with a happy ending. Roger Perry starred in Star Trek and over 300 TV shows and films. He was also he also composed music for Barbara Streisand, Bing Crosby. Yeah, your husbands were well. You you got you were married to Bookham Dano. <laughs> yes, that one. Yeah. I was James McCarthy. We, we went to school together when I was 14. We well, met. I was a co-ed boarding school, and it was in Pennsylvania, a wonderful school, Solberry. Um, and I didn't like him at all. I thought he was terrible. But <laughs> I thought he's so sad. His mother's a famous actress, and he has to be here in boarding school. But I'll make him happy. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but it was. I, every marriage was wonderful. For I learned all different things from my husbands, and I was very much in love with them. And it ended very sadly. Um, especially with Jimmy MacArthur, because I was so close to his mother. She became mom to me, and I hated disappointing her. But what was more important was to get my children out of a very bad, sad, and dangerous kind of marriage that was not healthy at all. Really? So your marriage to James was, was dangerous? Well, only because of the alcoholism and, mm. you know, if people are drinking in bed and smoking, they could the, sure. set the bed on fire and the house on fire. And uh, because they were physically, he was physically sometimes not terribly abusive, but any of that is not good. Right. And verbal abuse is the worst. That's the very worst. And I only, you know, I... I had a letter from somebody that was upsetting, and they said, why did you talk negatively about two of your husbands who are deceased? And I wrote back saying, I, I, I did not, I was hoping that my disease of codependency feeding into their disease of alcoholism, if I told the true story, that it might help other people and in turn help their not hurting their children by staying in a bad relationship. And it was not my intent at all to speak ne- negatively about men that I loved. Yeah, well, that makes, I think that makes sense. Um, I, I just wanted to be very honest and, uh, and tell my story, because I, I must say when I've been to book signings and I've been speaking... Uh, different people have come up, either the mother or father of a child who is an alcoholic and going through a program and has said thank you so much, or a wife who was needed to get out of that situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've all, it's all been positive except this one lady who wrote that, that note. And uh, once I explained it to her, she wrote back and said, thank you and God bless you, which made me feel better because I certainly, it was not my intent at all in any way to, um, to speak negatively, only honestly. That's wonderful. I want to read this first paragraph because it's really a good paragraph. One of TV's most familiar faces, Joyce Bullifant, releases her memoirs entitled My Four Hollywood Husbands, a book about a lasting love that is woven through the fabric of, the, of uh, the world of entertainment, alcoholism, illiteracy, harassment, codependency, and family. Um, how did illiteracy become a problem? And, and which one of your husbands was illiterate? Uh, I was. Oh, you were? <laughs> I was. I'm dyslexic. Oh, and, okay, um, I'm not illiterate, but I am dyslexic. And learning to read was the hardest thing in the world for me. I still can't spell um, and writing the book was very hard. Thank heavens for yeah. spell check. It only took, by the way, it only took 24 years to write the book. Well, well only 24 years. That's not bad. That's not bad right. Um, so that, that, uh, that, I became very involved with dyslexia, and I'm the executive vice president of the Dyslexia Foundation. And my son, John Asher, who is a director, writer, producer, is also mm-hmm. dyslexic. 
And it was through him that I found out that I was. I just thought I was oh. a dumb blonde. And don't say anything. <laughs> don't you dare word. say anything. I'm not saying a word, Joyce. I'm not saying a word. I do remember, though, when I was a child, um, that, that they didn't know much about dyslexia. They didn't know anything about dyslexia, actually. No. And, and they just no. assumed those kids were just stupid. They really thought the kids well, were just they, dumb. they did say that. Stupid yeah, and you're yeah. not... The worst is you're not trying. Right. Or right. you knew you knew that word at the beginning of the paragraph. Why don't you know what in the middle of the paragraph? And what's wrong with you? And you hear all those things said over and over again to you, and you begin to believe there is something wrong with you. So it's it's so important that it's uh, I've done as much as I can publicly about changing the word uh, a learning disability, um, I, I like to say it's a learning difference because uh, dyslexics just have a different way of learning. Yes, that's absolutely true. And as a matter of fact, they've created an alphabet with a, I think it's a larger bottom on most of the letters, makes it easier for, for dyslexics to read from what I understand. But, oh, really? Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know about that. Yeah. There, there's that's an, interesting. Yeah, it is. It, it, it's really interesting to look at. Uh, well, one of our great friends, he's no longer with us. He unfortunately died at the young age of, what, was he 45? I think so. But uh, 15-time international best-selling author Vince Flynn was dyslexic, and he mm-hmm. ended up writing 15 international bestsellers, so that worked out pretty well. Well, Stephen Cannell also was dyslexic, mm-hmm. and his secretary said to me, it would be easier if he just fell over the typewriting keys instead of trying <laughs> She had to decipher everything for him. <laughs> if he just fell so over funny. the keys. I think yeah, that's wonderful. Fell so over the keys. How long was the that's longest me. how long was the longest marriage you had, Joyce? Uh, well, twenty years to William Asher. And oh. Roger and I have been married 16 years. Oh, so that's good. And we've, yes, it's very good. And uh, But we were in love in 1962. And uh, that story is a wonderful love story that weaves through the book. I think it's a wonderful thing. I think yeah. It, no, I do. I think it's a, a great thing because you figured everything out. And how do you... How did you first? I don't discover- know about everything, but well, maybe I mean, some things. That's true. Yeah, some things. So how did how did you find out? Did did you go to classes to learn you were codependent, or did you do a lot of reading? Oh my gosh, I did so much reading, counseling, and at one point, I even put myself away in a a rehab center for thirty days for people who are addicted. And I went because I was addicted to people who are alcoholics, thinking I could help them. And, you know, the, I, I learned so much. Also, I went to family week at Betty Ford. Uh, when you have a loved one who has an addiction, um, you can go there and work out your problems uh, with having a family member. And I had an awfully hard time getting over the separation that that Bill Asher and I had. I was very much in love with him. And I by then I had learned that by my constantly being there to pick up the pieces and help and cover up and all that, that does not help the person who's ill. It doesn't you're enabling them terribly. And I became sick. That was a very interesting thing I learned there that I talk about in the book is that as the alcoholic needs to drink more and more to feel better and better, the codependent person, the co-alcoholic, they get sicker and sicker. I had, I had migraine headaches. I had stomach aches. I even ended up with typhoid fever. I mean, you, and, and, uh, I had mono and, Everything I was getting sick along with the co-alcoholic, the the alcoholic, mm-hmm. and um, and Bill's problem was that he never did drink until he came home from work from shooting, but he uh, became ill and he and depressed and he started combining alcohol 
with antidepressants Ooh, and sleeping pills. Not a good idea. And so that completely changed his personality, and he became a, a danger in a car mm-hmm. and um, making decisions. Uh, and it was so hard. I never wanted ever to be divorced from him. I just needed to be separated because I loved him, and I, I would come occasionally to the desert where he was living, and I was in L.A., and I was in, actually, Colorado. And I would visit him, and I'd stay in the guest room, and and we'd talk, and we would remain very close, right, till his death. He remarried, but um, when he was dying, I came with the children. Because all those, I have ten children. In, <laughs> in church yesterday, they said, uh, we have a present for the the mother that has the most children. And I said, how many have five? A few have. How many have a... And I said, I have ten. And they said, what? <laughs> and I do because I look at all my stepchildren as my own. Right. I'm grateful that their their mothers loan them to me. Um, and I we're terribly close. We're the biggest family. We're like the UN of families. We have gay, we have straight, we have black, we have Hispanic, we have Japanese. I mean, we're we're just a mixture of everything, and everybody loves everybody. It's, it's wonderful. That's wonderful. Joyce we have all our holidays together. We just celebrated Roger's 85th birthday <clears throat> a week ago, and all of the children, all 10 children from all the different marriages, all came together to celebrate. It was it was just great. And when uh, Roger's daughter got this giant Mother's Day card at Walmart, about three feet high and two feet wide, and all the children signed it, and it, it's just it's I couldn't be happier. It's just wonderful life. The book is called My Four Hollywood Husbands, Joyce Bulifant, B-U-L-I-F-A-N-T, and the book is available everywhere. Joyce, you've been a joy. Thank you. Well, actually, it's on Amazon. Yeah, well, Amazon is everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Every, you're right. It is. Thank you, You are so sweet. Thank you for, for having me on. It's our great pleasure. Have a great day, Joyce. You too. Bye-bye. We'll be back. Tom Bernard.